No, dude, didn't they like deviated from the pattern, didn't they? What 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 is it? It's guns for hire. Isn't every every chapter of the Mandalorian so far has been the you know now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then this one was called Guns for Hire. Dang, changing it up. Changing up for this? For this? <laughs> what the hell? What's that about? No, well, they've had it they've had one other one that had a different title, right? That wasn't just like the something. I don't, I don't think so. Thrilling. Welcome to Sabak Talk. We're here to talk about the Mandalorian, and you might be surprised. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, oh. But this is Star Wars talk for the average fan. You might be surprised, I guess, Tim. I, I, I might be. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I think I, I think I very well could be. I mean, just the fact that you're saying that. Well, let me say you're, you'll be surprised that um, I think Bad Batch Two is better than the season of Mandalorian. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are saying that. Right? Was that is that is that the whole surprise? I don't know. Uh, I think, dude, I was, I would. So I watched the episode this morning, and then I just turned on Bad uh-huh. Batch right after. And dude, bad, this season too of Bad Batch is really good. Honestly, you gotta watch it. I should watch it. It feels yeah. more Clone Wars, uh, like Clone Wars esque, like the cartoon mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Um, Wrecker and Hunter take a back seat, so it's like it's literally so much better than the first season. That's really interesting. Yeah, I yeah. know Wrecker. Wrecker has like always been kind of one of my not not favorite characters in Bad Batch, and yeah, I should watch it. I really should. I mean, are they? Is the season done now? I, I feel um, like it's done, right? It, it is done. I haven't watched all the episodes, but oh, okay. yeah, there's like I have like two more left. But yeah, it's gotcha. And it's really cool because they talk about stuff that's like really important and stuff mm. we don't get to know about. Like a lot of it is about what happens to the clones after after the war. So it's like really, really cool. It's like really interesting, actually. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I should watch it. But we're not here for that. We're here for the Mandalorian. Should we, should we should we keep going with our <laughs> podcast though? Like when we're done with Mandalorian, should we keep going with the podcast? Like do. I mean, yeah, we still owe people our episode three, part two, and then the sequels. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, part two. Have we? I forgot we never did that. That's like I, that's hilarious. Two years in the making now. <laughs> wow, it's still coming, funny. guys. It's still coming. <laughs> it's gonna be so good when it does come out. It's yeah. gonna be a great analysis. Obviously. Oh man, that's funny. Well, um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to watch Bad Batch. What's what's our thoughts? What are our thoughts on uh, chapter twenty two here of Mandalorian? Okay, so this also might shock you too. I, I try to I try to throw you off, but okay. <laughs> so I I actually didn't hate it. Okay, you know what? I was gonna say actually something somewhat similar. I think this is what I'll say, and then I'll let you kind of explain yourself. But I think for me, this this episode for some reason it had like some of the best of the season so far and also some of the worst for me. Like it was like, interesting. like there was a mix of like some of the stuff I've, I have not hated anything more. And I feel like it's also some stuff like I kind of liked it more than the rest of the season. Okay. But what, what was it? Why do you say that for for yourself? So, yeah. So yeah, there were parts I, I, and I obviously knowing me, I'm like nitpicky. So yes, there are parts that annoyed me. 
but I feel like it's not as nitpicky as like it it it, it has been. So bear mm. with me, guys. Um, so first of all, though, I feel like this season or this season, this episode has been felt way more like the Mandalorian than any other episode this season. Hmm. Kind of more episodical where I feel like that was a big complaint about the Mandalorian, but like, I thought it was really good that what made the Mandalorian like special and feel like the vibe of the Mandalorian is they go to this planet, they have to do a mission and then they can do their task. Right. There's all, they mm-hmm. that's what it was like the very first two seasons. And even though, I don't know, even though I think Bo-Katan is definitely the forefront and, obviously taking the the mantle of main character, which I don't really like. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, because Din is such a compelling and cool character. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why they did this direction, but like, I, I thought it was cool. They had some good guests. They had Lizzo, which I wasn't expecting. Jack Black definitely wasn't expecting. That, that uh, was bizarre. I know. Right. Christopher Lloyd. So, I mean, I, I, I liked going to this new planet, even though it kind of reminded me of Mandalore with the dome, but then it mm-hmm. also reminded me of Scarif. So I felt like it was just kind of being lazy, but I was like, all right, well, at least it's a new planet and it's like the set's cool. The the world building's cool. So like, I thought that was cool. And yeah. then we got to see a little bit more about the empire, what happens to ex-imperials. Um, and then some battle droids. It's always good to have battle droids in the mix. I, mm. you know, I miss them. They're always good comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think that that part I did like. I thought it was kind of cool because it was like it was like a de- detective. Show. It reminded me a lot of like mainstream TV of like a detective show, mm-hmm. which I didn't hate. I thought it was actually kind of enjoyable. Maybe because the other episodes have been like I've hated, mm-hmm. so I thought it was definitely more like oh yeah, this feels more like The Mandalorian to me. So I don't know. That's why I I feel like overall I liked it. Let me hmm. before I get into what I don't like. Let me let's hear what you have to say because I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. So uh, yeah, I'll start with what I'll start with like the positives too. Um, I think um I think that like in terms of like the uh the plot line of like the their whole like side mission like the side quest on this episode I liked I really liked the bare bones of it like I thought yeah, it was like okay. really interesting I did like the detective sort of aspect of it um I did not love like the way it was executed and I thought that there was like some major like major like kind of like dumb plot holes in like the way that they uncovered the mystery, but I liked, I, I just liked the fact that they, I liked the, the, the basis of the plot of like the mystery and the conspiracy and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so that, that was something I really liked was like the, just like the base, like plot of it. Um, I, one of the things I liked about this episode is it felt a little bit more like star Wars in a way almost. Sure. And what I mean by that is there was like some weird, there was like some really weird shit in this episode. <laughs> And I like that, like, and and I I don't like people, people who listen to this podcast will know, like, I, you know, I like a lot of the weird side of Star Wars and and moments and like, um, and so there were some strange moments in this episode um, that I liked. And it's definitely a fine line, I think, with the Mandalorian at this point and with the Book of Boba Fett and the Obi-Wan show and like kind of how they're kind of like how they shoot Star Wars and like how they portray the Star Wars, because I think this episode, and I'm kind of dipping into some of my negatives, but um, I think this episode also like toes the line between like, does it feel like Star Wars or does it feel like Power Rangers? Um, okay. <laughs> and and like, and I've said that before. I think I think I said that a lot during the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I think I made the oh, Power Rangers yeah. the Power Rangers comparison, and there was a lot of moments like that in this episode. Um, 
but I think it towed the line at some points where like I've I really liked it. Like I liked that there was some strange I liked I liked how like the the weird like love affair and like the first like the cold opening and like her little tentacles came out when they were kissing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love that little detail. I know it's such a weird thing to say, but it's just like a bizarre thing that like I don't know, feels immersive uh for like the world building. Um and that's just one example, I guess. Like there's some other weird things that I liked, but um I also generally like the world building. Like I liked the set design, like the build of like the cities, uh, the city streets and like the underground yeah. and all that. I thought it was really good. Um, and so that was really fun. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of like, that kind of like caps on like most of the things that I guess I sort of like liked in, in like a positive way about the episode. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I think I, I liked that there was not like there was like action that wasn't just like in in flight in this episode. I feel like there's been a lot of like o- like a lot of the action has been like uh, in flight, I guess, other than like the streets of Navarro uh, scenes. Uh, but, I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, there's been like a lot of like like action that's been like in the skies. And so yeah. I like that the action in this one was a little bit more grounded. Um, and like it wasn't too slow motion. Like the, like the, we, you know what I'm talking about? Like how, like everything yeah. felt so slow in Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi. Um, this didn't feel like that. So that was nice too. Um, so there you go. I feel like that's the most positive I've been on this podcast in like forever. <laughs> no. There you go. That, that pretty much ends it for the pod, for the, for the, for this, uh, for this week. That's all the positives I think I have. <laughs> I, know. Well, I, I know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think, but so yeah, I had, I, I just don't understand this concept of why br- bringing Bo-Katan to the forefront. Like, dude, the whole, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I was texting you the other day and I told you about like, let's, we can literally name probably everything from season one and two that they set up for season three and it's completely undone in season three. Oh yeah. Um, so like, oh, you know, yeah. Bo- like it will most specifically, obviously the biggest ones is Grogu coming back. Cause he's, Literally, Dindar said this several times. He's in danger. He cannot stay with me. He needs to go back to his kind. Now he's fine, even though Moff Gideon escaped. I guess he's still fine. Yep. And then Bogotan, like the whole Darksaber thing. I, I don't get why the Darksaber has taken a back, backseat store. We've seen it two times in this entire season when it was such a huge reveal at the end of season one. And then the end of season two, they set that whole thing up with like Din's trying to give it to her. And she's like, I can't take it. And she's like staring him down. Like, oh, this evil death Sarah, what is she going to do? She needs the dark saber to rule Mandalore. So it's like they set this whole thing up with this conflict and then it was the conflict would completely dissolved and they didn't even talk about it in season three yeah. until like this episode, but it wasn't even, it was like for 10 seconds. So I just, I don't get why they changed direction. So like such a huge veer off from where they were going. Oh yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know, it, it's just a bummer because I don't think Bo-Katan should lead the Mandalorians. Obviously she failed twice and she failed the rebels and she lost it in the uh, Mandalorian. So it's like, she's not meant to lead. Din walked the path of both ways and he has mm-hmm. a clear I head. Know. He yeah. has a clear head. So it should be him. And he doesn't want to lead. So he's literally the perfect leader of he can unite everyone. Bo-Katan mm-hmm. is not. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, I mean, I guess we're getting maybe a little bit of character development. She's definitely like a crybaby this season, which is, you know, so I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, it just, it's frustrating. It's just confusing. 
Yeah. And one thing I'll add to that, I think I agree with what you're saying. And like, so I'm not going to expound on it, but like one thing I'll add, I think is just, I do feel like this episode, like really solidified for me that like the overarching plot of like the direction they're going with this character and like this whole arc is just bad. Like, I just think it sucks. Yeah. And, so, and like, like, I Din think has no growth at all. Yeah. Like, yeah and I think I, same. Yeah. And I think it's been that way for a minute, but this, like this episode, like really drove it home for me. Like as soon as they got back in touch with the other Mandalorians, like the whole episode just got, I feel like the whole thing got dumber. Like, yeah. I feel like I got stupider as I was watching it. Like the way, and like, I I don't even understand, like the way that they shot that whole end scene, it was one of, I feel like that was one of the worst scenes I've ever, like they've <laughs> ever done in the Mandalorian. Like that scene was so bad in every way. Like the script was terrible. The dialogue could not have been more stupid. And <laughs> I feel like it was so, it was also so unimpressive. They're just like all like talking on like this, like field and like all these Mandalorians are just sitting there staring and like all this like stuff that's supposed to be like this major shifts in power and major shifts in emotion are all happening. And they're all happening in the most boring way possible. <laughs> And I was just, I just like, I could not believe what I was watching. I was like, is this really like the best they can come up with to like push this plot forward? I was really disappointed in that. And one of the, one of the things that came to mind in, in light of that, and this is just a reflection back on the whole season is just like, I think part of the reason why this season sucks is that like they haven't done any work to like foreshadow or like build suspense around a lot of like the major plot points and like yeah. the major turning points it feels like it's all being made up as it's going along because they're not like they're not like they're not uh i guess um i guess the story's just not building um yeah like the whole thing with like him giving the dark saber to bo-katan like through conversation like that was so it was it was so weird like it was so awkward and the way he had to like describe and like find these weird words to describe what happened in like the Mandalorian underground. And like, but then like the thing that it made me think of is like, why didn't they ever foreshadow this? Like, why didn't yeah. he, he, why didn't he like ever like, why didn't she ever make like a side comment about the dark saber? Like, let's like get like, let's, let's like, let's at least like give like a clue to the audience, like build the tension that like Bo-Katan wants it or like yeah. he doesn't feel worthy of it anymore or something like that. But like, no, there was nothing to build at that plot point. It just like, it just like happened. And he just like described it. And, and it makes Din Djarin feel like such a bland character because he doesn't offer any resistance. He doesn't really seem like he really cares. He just, and like his tone of voice, like, I love Pedro Pascal, just like everybody, like don't burn me at the stake, but like, it, it's just like so bland. Like there was just nothing to it. And so I just feel like the whole direction of this season was just solidified as just like being really uninteresting. I know I'm, I'm honestly so curious to, I really, I can totally agree. Cause I I really want to know what the original script was. Cause there's no way this could have been the original script, right? Like, I, 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 it could not have been, there's no way. Like they had to have changed stuff when they were like, oh, bring Grogu back. And that is like, I, but I feel like also too, I said this last week, like Grogu, they still could have had the original script with Grogu. Grogu literally didn't do anything. He hasn't done anything. No, and, and he wasn't even in this episode. He was just yeah, hanging exactly. out with Lizzo. This entire season. So except for that yeah. flashback he had, which they're going to go on. So it's like, I don't understand why they even brought him back. It's obviously just for money, but it's like, he's not even an integral part of the story. He's never yeah. in any danger he just is still doing that. I hate, I like, I watch it with the subtitles on 
And mm. it always, every episode, baby coos comes up. Like, I know. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, please, he's 55 years old at this time. Like, please, can he, can he say some words? Like, but. Or Lizzo, can I hold the baby? <laughs> I know, it's so annoying. But no, I completely agree. Because I was thinking like, why didn't they, why didn't they just have Bo-Katan beat Moff Gideon? Honestly, like, what's the point? I know. Why, why didn't they just do that in season two? If this was their original plan for season three. Why create that tension in season two when he literally is just going to give it back to her in season three? And I'm with you on this point of like, there's no tension or foreshadowing because I was just thinking, I was like, there's two episodes left. Like, what is it? What is the significance of Bo-Katan getting the Darksaber? We don't yeah. know of any, we don't know of any other Mandalorians. We, we have a hint in like the episode before with like the ones that freed Moff Gideon, but we thought it was these ones. So now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I don't, I don't, we don't know what's going on. We have no idea what's going on. We don't know who the villain is. We know Moff Gideon's going to probably return, but it's like, but why, why is I'm, I'm yeah. like confused at why I, I should care about this. Exactly. How does, like, how does this yeah. relate to me in any way? How does this relate to the story? We know Gogu's not in da- any danger. So why does he even care? about the Mandalorians. Yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So what it's just, it's terrible. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, and it, I, I don't care. I have it, no, I have no investment. Exactly. And like, they've totally zapped that from the story. Like, and it also like boils down to like, or it, another angle of the reason I think it's so weak is like, I still don't understand. I don't have like a full understanding still of like this, like the, this weird, the weird thing with like the armor, like what is her motive? Yes, I, I'm I, like I, such a wasted character, dude. Yeah, I'm so like, pissed at that. It's so dumb. Like, why did she tell Bo-Katan to remove her helmet and go and get the other Mandalorians? Why is she in charge? I don't understand. I yeah, really it, don't it, get it. They just, it, it just feels like they have, like, I think we're deep enough into like this series that like we need the exposition, we need the background on these different characters and like these different factions. And like, we just like, there's comes a point in every story, like any storytelling where like it can be uh, it can build like a certain like vibe and like a certain like um, dynamic to like, you know, uh, like what's what what is it like? It's like in storytelling, like sometimes the unknown does more than the known to like the audience, you know? Yeah. But like I think the unknown has like run its course for this series. Like we're three seasons in. And like, there's just so many unanswered like questions or like, there's just, there's just like these really not fleshed out characters and not fleshed out motives that just make the whole thing feel like it could go any direction at any point in time. And so no, no story or no direction for the story really feels that meaningful. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, this is like the whole rant I went on uh, last week too. So I don't need to like rehash that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just like really, I just like, I just really disappointed with the way that they've decided to take this whole thing. And like, just like how they, I almost feel, I almost feel like there's like an arrogance to the way that it, the story's being told. Like they just assume that the audience is going to be um, moved by. I, I agree. Like they're just like riding the coattails of like, the universe itself like they're riding the coattails of the clone wars they're riding the coattails of the first two seasons they're riding the coattails of people's investment in some of these characters from other other shows and movies and um they're not really doing the work to like really make a like really like build out like a dramatic and like suspenseful and like meaningful plot line um and like yeah it's just tough because at the same time i i think like <sighs> 
am I just like jaded now because like Andor did so much of that, you know, like there was so much story that was like fleshed out in every episode and like so much tension built and like so many little angles and nuances to every character that were provided in like the nooks and crannies of like every episode. Um, And so we kind of got spoiled in that way. And so then coming back to this, it's like, are we just like jaded? But I don't, I don't think so. Like, I think that like, I think that the Mandalorian can live up to like a higher standard. And I just feel like the storytelling is not there right now. No, absolutely. Like I keep saying it's like a mid show. Cause like, it's not great. It's not terrible, but it's just like, no, it's, it's just, not you know, book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's like, I'm watching this and it's like, it's, and if anyone thinks it's, if anyone thinks that it's the same as season one and two, like you need to like, like in the nicest way, like you like <laughs> just go watch season one and two again. You you forgot what it was like because the magic was there. But like you said, the tension was there and it was so good. Like Grogu and Din's relationship, like we don't see any of that this season. It was such a cool father-son, you know, duo, season one and season two. You know, Din uh trying to keep the child safe, him uh-huh. realizing all these things of Bo Katan removes your helmet and he's like, Oh my gosh, there's another, there's other Mandalorians that are like, we find out he's a, he's in this uh, religious cult. And it's like all this stuff happened in season one and two. And this is like, Oh man, it's so, it was so good. And this is far from that. It does not feel like a Mandalorian. Like I keep saying, yeah. but, but man, I was, I had anxiety through the roof during Andor, like almost every other episode, my yeah. anxiety levels were, cause I was scared. Like the espionage, I feel like people were going to get caught. I wasn't sure if they were, I didn't know what was going to happen because this is all uncharted territory. People died literally all the time, every other episode. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. And one thing I was thinking about for this is also to like, we don't know how old the children of the watch are. Like we can assume they're, I mean, they're at least like 40 or 50 years old, but I would imagine older than that. Mm-hmm. But like literally Bogotan joins their cut, co- their coven or whatever. And literally within like, I don't know, co- a week, <laughs> he's like oh we the armor's like oh we need to unite mandalore it's like okay are are you joking like how <laughs> how does all that years of conflict just go away in a week because you it's, meet it's one, almost... you meet one you meet one mandalorian like one true yeah. mandalorian it's like it doesn't yeah. make any sense it's almost like you're doing it for a show <laughs> right that's the reason it feels scripted it's like exactly what you're saying like she's so not resistant at all nothing like oh yeah, yeah we need to yeah. You, we need to unite mandalore what even though literally season one and two, she's all pissed off that the children of the watch, she is like, they're all in hiding. They're all like, this is the way, this is the only way you have to live. And we're all true Mandalorians. And then she makes Din go bathe in the, uh, by, by, by the baths of Mandalore, the minds of Mandalore. And then, <laughs> the baths. Sorry. And then he's just going to, and then, oh, actually, you know what, Dan, you don't have to redeem yourself because we're just going to unite anyway in two more, two, two later episodes. So, all that redemption you just did, it's for nothing. So yeah. And like stupid. and like I care so much about the creed, but then like I bring I bring Bo Katan into the creed. It's like this big moment. And it's like two episodes later, it's like, oh, by the way, like you don't need to be in the creed anymore. And like, but I'll still follow you. <laughs> it's like it's so dumb. Like, I don't I just don't get like why they would write it this way. Yeah. Like also, give too, it what the f- yeah, go ahead. Also, too, I was like the first or second episode we see Bo-Katan's like she's complaining and whining like oh everyone left me when I returned without the Darksaber and then all it took was a challenge in this episode for her to get her status back I was like that's what you were waiting on like all you had to do was say I challenge you and then you just you beat him in a duel one on one and then you get your 
you're now you're leading the Mandalorians again. Like that, that's all it took. And you're on your throne complaining that everyone left you. Just, just go do that. Just, like go fight the guy. Just go fight him again. Like I, I hate they changed Bo-Katan's character because that is definitely not her character. She would definitely fight for everything she had. So it doesn't make any sense that she would just soul can complain on her throne that, oh, everyone left me. And then she just does it. And literally five minutes, she gets her throne back. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like nothing, I feel like nothing makes sense in this, in this season in terms of like the, the movement of like the main plot. Like it's all just, it's such a wash and it, it just, it feels so much like the sequels. And just like, like, it's all just meaningless and just stupid. Yeah. And so it's kind of bumming me out in that regard. I wonder, dude, I honestly wonder if Pedro Pascal, what if he was like so busy with like The Last of Us that they just changed the storyline completely? Interesting. So like, why, why do you think that would be just because like, they're just like, he, we can't like, oh, you mean like in terms of like lowering the amount of dialogue that he has? Yes. Because like, he's such a, he's such a backseat this season. So it's like, oh, I wonder yeah. if there was literally yeah. like a physical scheduling issue or something, but I or mean, maybe I guess he's he, like so guess... expensive now that they were just That's like cheap true. and they're like, <laughs> I mean, I guess he wears a mask. So it doesn't, not literally could be anyone under the mask, but yeah, well, no, I'm pretty, so weird. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that his stuntmen are under, I, I think I read somewhere that like his stuntmen are under the, are under the costume, like 50% of the time. Um, it's wild. I, it is wild. One of the stuntmen is like John Wayne's son or something. It's kind of random, but oh yeah, I think you told me that before. Yeah. I know. I, I remember we used to do like trivia for every episode. Yeah. <laughs> the golden days before we were just hardened cynics when we were Uh, good i know when we actually be good (laughs) when we put prep into these podcasts no i'm just kidding we put a lot of prep in um yeah man i don't know and i mean and this is the other thing like it's interesting because like it's one of those things where it's like what's going to happen next kind of a thing and like, there's like a good way where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And then there's like a bad way of like, I don't know what's going to happen next because, yeah. and I feel like it's in the bad way for this episode. Like I think about like us, like t- if we were to talk about like, what's our, you know, what's our idiots array? Like what's our predictions for what's going to happen next? Like for these ne- last two episodes, I literally have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And I feel like the reason for me is because like, I just feel like, like nothing matters. Like the, they've, they've shown that like, they are not invested in like developing like a sensical, like, you know, like, uh, like, like storyline that has a spine. And so it could literally go wherever. And I would not be surprised at this point and, and not in a fun way. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking a lot about this too. I know this may be kind of a reach and like, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but like, say everything works out, Bo-Katan becomes the leader of Mandalore again. Mandalorians mm-hmm. are Mandalorians are in the sequels at all. So like what happens to all of them? Din, obviously mm-hmm. we know Din So it's like either they all get like completely slaughtered. So it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so she fails again. That's what I'm thinking like, okay, she fails again. They get completely annihilated because mm-hmm. they're not, even though in this episode they hinted, oh, maybe we can get the new Republic out here to look at Mandalore or whatever. And I was like, but I, it, I don't know. It's just like this whole, again, it's all hollow. And like, yeah, the, yes, the return of Moff Gideon it's just so dumb. Like we don't know why he's coming back. And then if these Mandalorians were following him all along, like where were they seasons one and two? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they just, they just come back randomly to create this, this fake tension. Of, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There's Mandalorians that are still following the empire today. And so they freed Moff Gideon for some reason. And then Moff Gideon is just going to like get revenge on Din Djarin. Like, 
That's his mm-hmm. motivation. I don't know. It, I just thinking about end of season one, maybe this is, maybe I need to stop doing this. It just makes myself mm-hmm. sad, but end of season one, it's like, dude, that huge reveal of Moff Gideon was like, yeah. it was unbelievable. The tie, the tie yeah. fighter landing, you know, yeah. him, his, his dialogue of you have what I want him literally pulling mm-hmm. out all the stops for baby Yoda, all these stormtroopers, all these death troopers all over the place. Them literally there's like three of them, four of them in this, in the, in the cantina. So it's like, and then we first see Moff Gideon, the guy who literally has been hunting him since the whole season. We finally get to see the big, the big reveal, the big boss. And it did not disappoint. And then huge, amazing payoff at the end, like such a good episode, uh, such a good finale. And then this season, it's like, so like, I, I like, you're right. I think they, they think they're writing these coattails like, oh, we'll reveal Moff Gideon again. It's going to be so sick. Yeah, and it's like who, we he already beat him. He already beat Moff Gideon. This is stupid. He should have stayed in prison. This, why are you bringing him back for no reason? Like, yeah. I'd be, I'd even be fine if it was Imperial Mandalorians. Just leave out Moff Gideon. Like, I don't. This, this adds nothing to the story. This adds nothing. Or, to the yeah, plot. or at least inject some suspense into like building up that plot point. You know, like I feel like yeah. they haven't done the work. Like, I feel like a lot of plot points will work if like you can like build the suspense and like build, build out like the anticipation of like that happening. And like, obviously it's kind of been hinted at throughout this season, but it's like, we don't, we still don't have very much like in much to like dig our teeth into in terms of like, why, like, why is Moff Gideon coming back? Why is it something that we should be really freaked out about? You know, what is, what are like the deeper motivations and things like that and we still don't really have all that understood and so to me it's yeah i mean i agree it's just it just feels kind of cheap and not very impactful i mean i, de- I definitely think they're going to bring him back i wonder you know here's something that i just thought of this might be a little bit interesting might you know thicken the plot a little bit what if <laughs> what if these mandalorians that they're you know recruiting right now that like you know that we just saw in this episode with axe wolves and stuff what if they are the ones who freed Moff Gideon, but they did it as like mercenaries? Oh, okay. I can see that. And so then they're just, then they like are able to reveal that to like Din Djarin and be like, hey, like, listen, like we just did this like last week or something. I don't know what that would do, but like, I'm just wondering like, or do you, th- or, but, but, but like, there's also, I guess that would, I don't know. I guess that would like defeat like the purpose of like maybe trying to tease that like there are like, you know, Mandalorians still out there that are like loyal to the Empire. I don't know. Um, honestly, I I'd be okay with that. Like that mm. that would make more sense. I feel like than introducing Mandalorians. We have no, we don't care about it at all. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I, either way, I feel like it's just going to be a letdown. You think it's going to be an hour long, hour long finale, or no? Um, probably. Like they'll, they'll, they'll do they'll do both episodes like they did last time. Oh, what do you mean? Like they'll they'll drop both episodes on one week? Yeah, that's what they did. I think I don't know if they did it for season two. I know they did it for season one. Oh yeah, that's right. I can't remember season two though. I just remember the maybe they didn't do it for season two, so maybe not. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't. I think they're gonna stretch it out for another week. And are, I, well, where are we gonna get? Are we gonna get another flashback of Grogu? How is he gonna get alone again to get another flashback with the armor? Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I have such mixed feelings about the side quest, episodic, like, just like one-off 
yeah. nature of this of this show of this whole series like i have like very mixed feelings about it in some ways i like that it's episodic and like you have like these really like mini plots in each one but i also find it really frustrating because it just feels lazy like it feels like they're not doing the work to like really yeah. flesh out it, it definitely is lazy for sure yeah that, like the whole dragon plot was so stupid yeah and like they're not fleshing out like anything to do with like what's actually like the the deeper elements of the characters and so like when it comes like the reason i bring that up is because like you know this like grogu flashback like there's like a whole bunch of like different elements of that that like are bringing up question marks new question marks what's going to happen the same thing with the dr pershing storyline right i know that like we got to see um you know the girl who betrayed him again um and so that kind of like did come back into play. Yeah. But but I still feel like I still feel like that whole that whole storyline like didn't get didn't get returned to. And like I don't I mean I I have no idea if the Grogu one's gonna get returned to or not. Like because I don't know how significant it is. Yeah. And I just don't know if they really care about fleshing out stories more than they care about just like dropping cameos, you know? Yeah. Are is are the Mandalorians going to take off their helmets? Are the children of the watch? I feel like that's what's going to happen next. They're all no. going to meet. They're all oh. going to meet up. They're all going to meet up, and then there'll be some te- a little bit of tension. Like, what's going to happen? What do you think? I think that would be so lame if it just like. <laughs> I mean, the way that things have happened so far in this season with the Mandalorians, like everybody feels so flimsy and just spineless. Like Din Djarin, the way he just gave up the dark saber in yeah. this episode was so stupid to me. Like that just really annoyed the crap out of me. Like they like somebody sat down and like write that wrote that whole paragraph of dialogue <laughs> of him like describing what happened in the previous episode. I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, why do I have to sit here and watch him like talk about? It? And it was in the stupid intro, like the recap. I'm like, oh, this is gonna come back in now. Like now they want to act like it's significant, you know. Um, but I feel like, I feel like it would feel like that if they did, like if they did just take off their helmets, like it's the same way with her telling, um, telling Bo-Katan to take off her helmet. Like, yeah, it's just like this, like really flimsy, like it's like, you know, and like, they don't even emphasize the fact that like, they just don't emphasize, they just don't, I feel like they don't like flesh out anything. Like, I feel like in, in the armor telling Bo-Katan to take off the helmet they they could have like emphasized like oh my gosh the armorer is like a two-faced yes person. that's what i was the hoping would happen i was like oh yeah. shit something's they didn't, happening with the armorer yeah but they didn't go i was hoping that too i was hoping that like the armorer would tell her to take off her helmet and then she took it off and the armorer would be like that was a test i'm gonna kill you or something like that you know <laughs> like that's a little extreme but like something like that like of just like like like, can you please like give me an actual idea of how extreme this person is? How committed are they to their beliefs? Yeah. And but instead it all just becomes very flimsy because it's like they just they just throw whatever in there. And so if the, all of the children of the watch were to take off their helmets, it would be like that. It would be like, okay, so it would just feel like they were never really that committed to their beliefs, which doesn't really seem believable from the way that the whole thing has been. explained throughout the series and so it would just feel once again very scripted very contrived and just not natural and so it would be a bummer i'd say let's let's remember let's let's take a look at season two the heiress when yeah they take off their helmets din literally is like give me your armor like you're not mandalorian right yeah yeah but but then the last episode he literally just like nods at her yep (laughs) 
It does. It just, it's so inconsistent. This is what I'm, this is one of my words last week, right? It's just incohesive. Like, yeah, they've, they've really, they've really sequelized this series. Same, same with uh, Bo-Katan. I like, right. We thought when she joins, like joins the coven, quote unquote, I thought it would be like, she's just pretending, but I honestly think she was like a believer. I think she like liked being a part of it. I thought she was going to be playing all of them to like get gain, but that didn't play out at all either. She literally just stays with them, doesn't plan anything. She tells armor right away. She saw, she saw the mythosaur. So I was like, oh, she's literally, she actually is a believer. She actually did become a convert of the children of the watch. I thought she was just lying the whole time, but that, that didn't play out. Oh, well, she was bland. I mean, like just like Din Djarin and like yeah. her whole experience with it. It was like, they don't really tell us one way or the other. Like, did yeah. she believe in it? Did she not believe in it? Was she conniving? Was she self-serving? Was she manipulative? But, but you know, she, they don't tell us anything. I don't because she was that. I just like she was like, you see, yeah, yeah, bland is a good word. But like, yeah, because she didn't, she didn't do, I thought for sure she was going to like leverage her way to like become the leader of the children of the watch and then go attack the other Mandalorians or something. But like, I don't. Like nothing happened. Yeah, it's just no, it's nothing. One dimensional, man. This show is so one dimensional. This yeah, well, especially the characters. Like, I just feel like the character. It's like, it's like the characters are like the um. They're like those like blow up things that are in front of like used car dealerships. They're just like being blown around in the wind, <laughs> and they just go whatever direction the like the the writers of the show want them to go, and that just makes for characters that just seem so flimsy. And like, I mean, I feel like we're, I feel like just in this conversation, we've demonstrated like so many of the main pillars of the show are that way. The armorer, Din Djarin, um, Bo-Katan. And it makes them so bland because it's like they're not what do they stand for. They're just they're just like Bo-Katan. It's just like just like just like getting pushed along the waves of the of the script and like not really not really like doing anything. And so, yeah, that's, oh, that's what I think. Well, oh, you guys, dude, we're almost done here. I know you guys know us. No, 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 <laughs> down. We're, so, we're sorry. We understand that this is what we're losing listeners. But like, I don't know. This is, I mean, you guys don't have to agree with us. Just let us know. But <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week, I guess. Yep. We still, we did like a couple things. There was a few positives. <laughs> don't forget. There were some don't, positives. don't forget the couple positives. All right.